August 1st, listen to our five-part series. Attorney Robert Kirsch shares facts from inside the prison walls of Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Heard only here exclusively. You can talk about Guantanamo Bay almost anywhere in the world now, and people picture men in orange jumpsuits. That's what we see. Guantanamo, for better or for worse, has become a, a somewhat of a stain on the record, the human rights record of the United States, and it's it's part of what we what we have to deal with at this point, uh, and it's been used as a recruiting tool by different elements, whether it's Al Qaeda or uh, ISIS, and our clients were among the people who had come to that part of the world because there were lots of kids who had no fathers anymore, lots of families who'd been destroyed. They were there doing service work. A couple of them worked for the Red Cross. One of them trained people in uh, self-defense and did computer repair work. One of them was a teacher. They were, mm-hmm. they were, they did a variety of things, but they, they had been in Bosnia at the time. Uh, they were in Bosnia on September 11th. They were in Bosnia in October when the United States said it wanted to seize them. Followed by a happy ending about Cuba's tropical historic paradise. Don't miss our five-part exclusive Cuban story all five Sundays in August, starting August 1st. Coming to a smartphone near you. Hey, due to this great interruption, people are rethinking their lives, and some are seeking a better one. Is that you? This is the best time in history to work remotely or retire in paradise. The world's tropical real estate listings are right here. We know the protocol. We can narrow it down for you and point you in the right direction. Get the lowdown. Our email address is printed in the episode notes, francogringo13 at gmail.com. Are you tired of paying those high cable and TV bills? Get a shitload of channels, your hometown news and sports. Watch live from anywhere in the world. Go to don't pay for TV.com. Here we are again from Studio B and from the seat of my pants in beautiful downtown Cabaretti. Welcome to Tropical Paradise Waits. I'm Franco. You can find the cost of living, the weather, hotel rates, airline information anywhere. But listen here and broaden your expectations. Get the real feel, the human factor. What's in people's hearts, souls, how it smells, how it vibes, their state of mind, not just the lifestyle, the people who make up the lifestyle. You won't know no till you go, go. Tropical paradise waits for you. What are you waiting for? Hola, amigos. This is Don Alejandro de la Vega. Welcome to Tropical Paradise Waits. Do you ever dream of living in paradise? Dream no more, my friend. If you are planning on living in the tropics, or if you are a full-on expat, this show is the show for you. Listen and learn how to make the best of your leisure time. It takes more than a plane ticket to fully enjoy the tranquil lifestyle. It is a state of mind. Let's live a better life. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review of Apple Podcasts. 
Positive reviews help us rise up the ranks. Please scroll down and click support this podcast. Gracias and enjoy the show. Today is July 24th. 2021. Last night was Friday. Today's Saturday. They started the Olympics last night, and uh, I saw Marv Levy on television a few days ago. No, I'm sorry, not Marv Levy. Marv Albert. Marv Levy was the coach of the Buffalo Bills. Marv, Marv Albert, and he um, he suggested that they skip the Olympics totally this year and do the winter and the summer both next year, like they used to before. Right, like you said earlier, and I, I agree with that. I think that would be the way to go, but hey, what do I know? Anyways, I'm sitting there having breakfast, lunch. Well, it'll be lunchtime, but I'm with my band, so we we have our, our breakfast afternoon. And uh, it's been kind of an interesting week. I've really been having a lot of fun playing together with the band. There's only three of us here right now at the table. Uh, Peter, our lead singer and guitar player, he's actually out digging rocks today to make some, um, to make, make a little extra money. Well, anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, playing in the band is, a, is really fun and I personally appreciate it a lot because I'm a harmonica player, so naturally any harmonica player doesn't learn to play harmonica. Uh, to play Bill Bailey, they learned to play harmonica, to bend notes and play the blues, which most of us succeed at. But when I'm with the band, I'm forced to play things, for instance, uh, Miss You by the Rolling Stones, or Stevie Wonder songs, Neil Young, things like that, that people know the songs, I have to learn to play them right. So it's it's a great opportunity, a great lesson for me, and in turn, I've become a much better player. Um, I mean, guys that I grew up with, like the wizard I played together with him, I would have to say he's better than me. He's got like a real soulful groove, but I have this great opportunity to face the band, and uh, it's really, really been a lot of fun. Although this week we tried to do some recordings, and we ran into a few problems. Um, Everything's going fine. Tomorrow we play at Voy Voy on the Beach at 5 o'clock, and we have a full band, bass player, uh, saxophone. So tomorrow should be a lot of fun. Hopefully I can add some recordings to the end of one of the shows. Now next week I start my first of my five-part series in Cuba, and uh, due to the recent events in Cuba, I have a little work to do now. I have to change that around. So... um, Alejandro and Aaron, what do you have to add about life today on the beach and the band and what's going on right here and now? Eric, fire away. What do you, what do you think? Well, um, I have to say first and foremost, this this was wholly unexpected that we would launch into a podcast during our meeting here. But uh, given the situation that I find myself in, I'm happy to go along with this. Uh, I'm having a great day. I'm having lunch here with my friend Alejandro. And of course, you've joined us. We're here at Friends in Beautiful Caparete. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I can see the palm trees swaying in the wind. And uh, after our lunch here, I'm going to go to Janet's and get a massage. Not necessarily in that order, 
And uh, I think we're going to practice tonight. We're going to have band practice. Yeah. And back to Boy Boy tomorrow for our weekly Sunday open mic. A couple weeks ago, uh, Pedro interviewed you, and uh, that was a nice little program you guys put put together, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I remember you mentioned Granada, Nicaragua, and um, I spent quite a bit of time there, too. Not, not as long as you did. I was there for about three months, and I remember a few cool things about Granada. Uh, one being the, the churches, all the old churches. That's how I used to navigate my way around town. With the church, the church steeples and the cobblestone streets, real quaint little place. But do you remember an Italian restaurant named Maria? Uh, uh, not Maria's, Mona Lisa's. Um, it rings a bell. However, I'm not a big Italian food. I don't really particularly like Italian food, so it's not a place that I would have eaten. Uh, it sounds familiar, though. I, I may have had pizza there somewhere. Well, what, what attracted me to it is the logo, it had Mona Lisa, except mm -hmm. for Mona Lisa with, with a boob job. It was real cute. Mm -hmm. You know, there's Mona Lisa with these big it's old big boobs. boobs. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was Do you think Mona Lisa had a boob job in real life? In real life? Uh, no, I don't think so. But, but seeing she's only a painting, it's pretty easily done. Sure. She looks yeah. better with the boobs. I'll tell you that, much more yeah. attractive. Still got that same little Gia kind of Mona Lisa smile. Do you know, uh, just out of curiosity, interesting piece of uh, trivia, do you know the first year a boob job was ever performed? Uh, 1937. That's correct. That's, uh, That's correct. Very good, Alejandro. Uh, uh, you've studied your yes, boob history. Yes, I know all about uh, augmentations of the breast area. Do you know maybe anything about it? Who it was or why it was done? It was uh, Dr. Baron Wolfgang von Frankenstein <laughs> from Eastern Aust Austria. Yeah. He started out with, he only could do one at a time, and so you'd have to wait maybe three or, or three to four months in between uh, breasts. So you'd, you, women would be walking around with one very large breast, one very short There was breast. an awkward seven-month yeah, period that's where... Right. The breasts were asymmetrical. The big city next to Granada, or the M, I forget. Um, uh, well, there's the capital, Managua. Managua, Managua. Yeah. When I was there, I had the motorcycle magazine, and they had a big motorcycle event in Managua. It was really nice, too. Yeah. And uh, the guy who owned the Airbnb I stayed in introduced me to the owner of the Harley dealer. His name was Guillermo. And I got a VIP pass to the motorcycle event. It was really nice, man. And uh, anyway, the, that was a Saturday. It was a one-day event. And Sunday, they invited me to the polo club. And I went to the polo club all day. Also, everything was cop. They had beautiful women uh, serving drinks and food. And it's a beautiful, beautiful day. All these brand-new Harleys, guys playing, playing polo for our entertainment. Well, the Sandinistans who were in power at the time, they owned that polo field and they also owned the beer company, the Harley dealer, all that stuff. I come to find out that they took that polo ground over by force 
like with automatic weapons. Yeah, yeah, that's that how they that, got that it. That yeah, they I've decided they wanted to have a party there, and they took it. Took it. Yeah. I got invited. <laughs> it's like, I didn't ever know it. Party? It was fantastic. They they couldn't have been nicer to me. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be nice? They get anything they want. Did you join the Sandinista Revolution? I uh, actually, I had a Che Guevara hat. Uh-huh. Just because I had a Che Guevara hat, and luckily <laughs> he was a Sandinista. <laughs> I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really know. That could have went either way. You didn't know the history, but <laughs> I didn't really know. I just, yeah, I just favorite. bought a Che Guevara hat in my travels. What year was this? Uh, I'm not very good at that. Let me think. It had to be oh god, over 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, so do you, do you know the, the history of of Managua? And why, why it looks and was developed the way it currently is now? Do you, do you know about the the, er, the earthquake that happened in? I think it was seventy two. Did you hear about that? Excuse me, I'm the interviewer here. Oh, sorry. Did you do you know anything about the earthquake? I believe it was back in seventy two in, in Managua. Uh, but my listeners would really like if you could share that with us. Well, do you have any knowledge of that? So, so Managua. Is it is in many ways, for lack of a better term, it's it's kind of an ugly city. Would you agree? I agree just with that. Yeah, it's got malls and shit like out, any other. Yeah, it's kind of an ugly, very flat, spread out city. And apparently, I think it was in seventy two, some seventy two or seventy three, there was a massive earthquake that that demolished Managua. So much of it had to be rebuilt, and it was rebuilt somewhat erratically and and it was became more spread out apparently it was a more beautiful city pre-earthquake and mick jagger here's kind of a fun fact so mick jagger was married to a woman from nicaragua named bianca i remember bianca remember bianca she looked just like him yeah so she was from nicaragua and he the stones actually performed a benefit concert on behalf of Nicaragua to raise funds on behalf of the earthquake for the victims of the earthquake. So um, I don't know if you're interested. Uh, listeners will find that interesting, but I, I thought that was kind of interesting. So did you have any more questions for me about my time in Nicaragua or yes. is there any way we can make the conversation more useful or interesting? Because yeah, because now that we're getting going, you know. I, well, I, well you, you mentioned Managua and you're absolutely right. That was just like any city. I went with my, with, with my, um, I got landlord good friend, so yeah. to speak, to buy his children's school clothes. And yeah. we went to the mall and it was awful. But Granada is a lovely little city. Yeah. It's a cool town, It's man. a beautiful colonial town. And by the way... Real quick, just to go back to, to Managua, I had a lot of really good times in, in Managua, so, so by no means am I, am I trying to speak negatively about Managua. It's just the fact that because of the earthquake, it, it kind of right, right. has this well, funky well, feel to it. But, but yeah, Granada is awesome. It's, uh, I mean, why spend time in Managua when Granada's right there? Well, it's got that cute well, little reason, park, it's got the, the lake, it's got the... Yeah, it has a lot to offer, but it's like anywhere if you spend enough time in any one place you want to every once in a while get out take a break yeah. so Managua was an easy I think it was like 45 minutes from Granada uh, so you could easily hop on a bus for a dollar and right. get to the capital and there were and I'm sh- sure still are lots of great restaurants and 
right, some proper shopping and stuff. It yeah. was a great Mexican restaurant in one of the malls. I would go with my ex-girlfriend, movie theaters. So there were things to do. Yeah, it was you nice that it was there at, for our convenience. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, interesting city. But uh, yeah, Granada was great. Colonial, uh, Spanish colonial architecture, beautiful beautiful city, had a yeah, very charming kind of feel to it. Get noisy out here. Like I said, we're, we're sitting here at that table where we have breakfast right on the street here in Cabarete and we're recording through my iPhone today, so. So you're gonna have to bear with us. Granada, Granada, Granada. No, it's, it's, uh, very, it's very artsy, really cute. The buildings are beautiful, beautiful churches. There's that one big tower, that one big bell tower that, that was yeah. actually functioning yeah, yeah. Uh, restaurants. Yeah, you, could, you could go up there. Yeah, no, so I spent overall about two years in Granada, and, and surprisingly, a lot of tourism in Granada, at least when I was there, I don't know, politically some things have happened over the last couple of years. I'm sure it's been impacted, but I would play, as you know, I play music, and I so I was friends with this guy named Kevin, who owned a restaurant in Granada called the Imagine Bar and Restaurant, named after John Lennon, had big photos of John Lennon. Yeah, well, I do, I, I honestly remember it. Have you, yeah, did yeah, you go I remember there? it, yeah, they so, have, remember they had live music. So I used to play I'm there, you play it now. I used to play there three nights a week at one point, and then kind of tapered off to once a week or so but we would walk around just kind of giving you random memories of my time in Granada we would wa walk around to promote our shows to all the local hostels and there's tons of hostels and like compared to where we are now in Tabarete there's one hostel that I know of in Procab right the castle maybe there's a couple but like true hostels with dormitories and filled with yep, backpackers yep. in Granada there's probably 20 of those at least. So we would walk around to the hostels and promote our show the day of, and we'd pass out flyers and just say, hey, we're playing tonight. If you, and people would ask, what kind of music do you guys play? And we'd tell them, and we would always get a packed house. And that was what was so fun about being there, is that it was a, a real conducive atmosphere to getting people to come watch us play music. So that, that was a lot of fun. You, you just sparked my memory of two stories. Yeah. Uh, around the corner from where I say there was a hostel, and I used to go in there because just to be around the people and uh, and the drinks were reasonable, food was reasonable, and I met a girl in there from Germany. She's like maybe 19 years old, tall, beautiful, blonde. Uh, what was her name? I don't know. I can't remember. But I'm, she wasn't a. a, a, a love interest or relationship like that but she was really really fun to hang around with and yeah. she was by herself yeah. and um we just developed a, a, a trust and we got along and it was she was re a really a, a good person to spend yeah. time with and she spent a lot of time with her uh, also a friend of my of, of steve the guy who owned the airbnb i was at i originally met him in costa rica he owned a hotel in costa rica that i stayed in anyway his friend's name is Domingo, and he's the star center from the local Nicaragua baseball team. And I would go places with him. And it was like hanging around with Derek Jeter, man. I mean, everybody would run up and want autographs, and yeah, everyone yeah. knew him. And, and anytime I had a girl who I was interested in, I would just ask him because, uh, well, 
quote unquote, the way Steve put it, he said, S. Domingo. He's yeah. fucked every girl in, the, in Granada, Whoa. unquote. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I believe he did. You know? Don so, Juan of, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. of Granada. So, funny story. Um, so, when I was living in, in, in Granada, I started learning Spanish living in, in Granada. And I had a Spanish teacher, this girl named Ivana, that I took lessons with for several months. And I met this girl in a cafe, this girl named Marjorie, who ended up becoming my girlfriend. Lovely girl. And, uh, but I remember asking my Spanish teacher, like, how to ask her out. Like, to give me the right phrases to say, because my Spanish was so, so bad at the time. Um, but that was just a funny memory of like my like because now I speak you know you put all the español demasiado tuyo you open them up español si tú quieres porque yo tengo como diez años hablando but in that moment it was all brand new to me so it was a lot of fun like yeah, yeah me too me what to say and then I asked her out she said yeah me español español no no quiere perfecto porque mi estudiado todos los días. No, 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 in the, in, in the telephone and the um, bilingual, bilingual, okay. bilingual is muy bien, okay. muy bien. Necesario estudiar todos los días o necesario pagar 100 pesos, 100 pesos, so estudiar todos los días, un en 20 minutos. Okay. Yeah, no mucho, está bien, está bien. Qué bueno, está funcionando para ti. Now, actually, it was better when I didn't know any because now when I hear the girls talk, I understand the dumb shit they're saying. It was better off before when I didn't, when I couldn't hear them. Yeah. Or once your Spanish gets to a good enough point where you realize you have nothing to really talk about. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that right. can happen too. You can always talk about abituelas. Taco, taco, yeah, tell them, tell you, can tell always, you can always mention abituelas. And have a conversation with any woman on this island. Abitrailers is always a good subject. Right. Go ahead. Okay, well, enlighten us. Get in here and Well, there's uh, abitrailers con dulce, which they, is a dish they, they put out at Easter. And uh, and the rest of the, the 364 days of the year, they eat abitrailers. So you can always have a conversation. Hey, are the abitrailers ready? Can you, you eat some abitrailers? Can, can, can I get some abitrailers? Do you have... Do you know where I can How buy the abitrailers? How are those abitrailers today? Can you explain <laughs> good to, to the listeners that don't know what an abitrailer is? Well, those are beans. Yeah. That's yes, beans. Right. They're, they're, they're usually red kidney beans. He's absolutely right. They always, even my, um, I, I had a Puerto Rican family in my life for a while. And every night at dinner, no matter what they had for dinner, the discussion was always abitrailers. Abitrailers, con arroz. The beans are right. Our discussion. Kind of what it would be to uh, an Italian family. Uh, some Italian families have pasta every with every meal, but uh, not to that extent. Is uh, the beans and rice always, always, always? Siempre. Now, in the place I stayed, it was a really nice place, man. And I, I actually wound up staying across the street in the landlord's house because we became real good friends, and I wound up moving out of the, the, the Airbnb. Was beautiful, but. Always, 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 24-7, there was always rice and beans in the stove. Anytime I was hungry, and that was, you know, included in the, in the low Airbnb rate, but anytime I was hungry, there was always at least rice and beans. Well, did you know that, that rice and beans together creates a perfect protein? Protein, yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a yeah. staple alive, of a lot of, a lot of Yeah, keep it alive. 
But uh, listen, I'm gonna let you guys finish the podcast because I have to run to uh, run some going? errands. I gotta do some things. Aaron's gotta run errands. <laughs> Aaron's gotta run errands. So hit me up when you guys let know. Uh, what time we're gonna practice? I think it's five, five o'clock. Or just, well, I said, like, you know, maybe six to make it safe. Just in case I'm never. Like, maybe four thirty. Is there? What's the rush? Well, you know, let's get it done. I mean, you know, we got we come because Peter is out digging holes all day. Well, that exactly. What do you think he's gonna do when he's telling us? He's, he's gonna set up. No, he's gonna pound beers. Is what he's gonna do. Oh, you what he said? Give him an right, hour. Come on. Give him an hour to unwind. He's probably not gonna get back to. He's not gonna rest. He says, "I think I'm gonna quit." This I bet job. he's got two brownies down by now. No, he says, "I think I'm gonna. Quit. I might quit this job." I might tell him at two o'clock I have a stomachache. I have to go. <laughs> That's what he said. Let me no. know. All right, we'll see you tonight. <coughs> see you now, guys soon. Also, in in the houses in Granada, the the construction. There's like a court area right in the center of the room. It's not that big. It's maybe uh, 12 to 14 feet square, and it's open air, and that's where you grow all your all your uh, herbs, and maybe there might even be a little banana tree in there, you know, all your fresh, um, you know, some vegetables and things. They grow right in the center court of the house. <coughs> but there's not a big problem with mosquitoes and things, so it can be wide open, but there's really no need for screens in the windows. <coughs> However, they do have it screened in because somebody figured out how to train monkeys to go through the top and find keys. So the monkeys would look around, find the keys, bring them back out, and they give the monkey a treat, and then they would just simply open the door and rob the place. They became, became very common. There's always... They're always a step that's ahead monkey, of you, those bad real, people. That's real monkey business. That's some monkey business, huh? That's it. Yep. I don't like monkeys. Well, I don't really mind monkeys. I just don't want to hold one and get my face no, ripped off, like, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what that, that monkey jungle people go, oh, the monkeys crawl all over you. I'm like, no. really? really? <laughs> that's the last thing I want. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, that's not very attractive for me. I'll skip the monkey show. That's not all they do. <laughs> throw shit at you. Yeah, throw shit at you. Jag off on you. Yeah. I remember I went to uh, I went to the zoo with my girlfriend and her daughter in the, in the spring. Yeah. And uh, every single animal that is throwing shit. No, no, they're all they're all having sex. Oh yeah. The giraffes, the deer, the bears, everywhere because it's springtime. I guess that was the time. Yeah. We have to pull the little kid. Oh no, we're going out to the next. What are they doing, mommy? They're having fun. Let's go to the next thing. Yeah. The monkeys. The monkeys were humping. The lions well, were humping. The, humping. the old story, I and mean, it's been repeated, but I'm sure there's truth to it. Probably truth several times over. The, the grammar school and the kindergarten class goes to the zoo. And they come back and they say, well, draw a picture of your experience. <laughs> Every one of them is either sex or throwing shit. <laughs> That's about it. You know? Hey, I mean, come on, what could be better than that, right? Absolutely. We have one of those tropical houses in our zoo. Well, you're going to have another cup of coffee? I'm, I don't know what to do with myself now. It's well, I don't know. late afternoon. I don't really need one, but... Kettle, uh... Don't Cafe, Okay. All right, meet your negro. Negro coming up. Negro, negro. They're gonna get out of the dresses. All right. Well, I'm gonna take this uh, 
podcast home this afternoon and edit it. And hopefully it'll be entertaining. And I know the quality will be a little bit low because I did have to do it on my iPhone. And um, like I said, I ran a little behind this week. I'm sure this is going to happen from time to time. Um, Also, I have a lot of work to do for my next month Cuban show. If you've seen everything changed in Cuba. But like I said earlier, the first three will pretty much stay the same because it's uh, about the, the disaster in Guantanamo Bay. And that was some, what year was that? Like the, the, the 20, 2003, was it? When the terror hit the towers, it was... Uh, 2001. 9-11-2001, that's right. So that goes, you know, t- uh, some 20 years ago. And uh, now with the situation in Cuba, we'll kind of see how things unfold in the next three weeks. And then the last two shows, which I had all set up about the fun, lovely parts of Cuba which there are a lot of really, really nice things in Cuba, but let's see where they stand in three weeks from now. And um, also, I don't know if the United States plans on stepping in to help, but now they think about it, they do have the Guantanamo Bay base that they can bring as many ships and soldiers, soldiers and planes and whatever they need, and they can work out of that, because now I understand that they're going to uh, put more sanctions and the Cuban government, well, I would think less sanctions, the more sanctions are going to hurt the people. But um, hopefully they can um, gain some kind of control. And maybe this time will be the time when Cuba can develop some freedom. Because uh, the, the people, they, um, they've been under that, that socialist communist rule for a little bit too long now. And uh, if you remember, Obama tried to, tried to lift the sanctions. So now that... Oh, well, Those are sanctions. Canada, 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 Canada supplies uh, people with goods, don't they? I, I know, but they, well, no, they said that the United States is providing more sanctions, which I don't know what that means financially. I'm not sure how they're doing so, it. Is Canada a part of that American thing? No, the Canada's not doing it. Because we trade with people. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not going to change. As far as I know, it hasn't changed. Yeah, they get, but it's still a little harder. United States still makes it harder, right? You know, and uh, so this might be a good time to free it up. But anyway, we'll leave it at that, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show, and I look forward to hearing you listen next week, part one, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Ciao. Hey, keep it in mind that on this podcast, we do welcome you to promote your business and or share your social media with our listeners. Just Google us. Just Google Tropical Paradise Waits. If you want to leave an audio message, download the Anchor mobile app, search Tropical Paradise Waits, and tap voice message. If you like what you're hearing, then share our link with your contacts and Facebook friends. Follow us, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. It's the only way that we can rise up the ranks. If you don't do it, nobody will. 
So use your superpowers and uh, help me out a little bit. Do it now. Thanks. If you're relocating and you're looking for a place to live, we're a tap away from the world's real estate listings. So save your time. We do know the protocol. Email your specifics. We'll narrow it down for you. Get it right back to you. Uh, just email direct Franco Gringo 13 at gmail.com. F R A N C O G R I N G O 13 at gmail. Smart people listen to podcasts, and we got a new show every Sunday. I'm Franco in beautiful downtown Cabaretta. Tropical Paradise Waits is presented by Elusive Media. I look forward to hearing you listen. Till next week, ciao, adios, see ya. Today's credits are as follows. Thank you to our program director, Don Alejandro de la Vega. Our editor and fact checker, they'll never know. Our chairperson, Wilma Buffett. Fleet managers, Lisa Carr. Our charm consultant today is... The always charming Miss Inga Tooth. Tiki Bar Reviews by... Hassan Ben Sober. Our favorite divorce attorney... Carmine, not yours. Our credit counselor is... Max Stout. And our fashion designer today... Hugh Jass. And of course, our download counter... Adam Ilion. If you enjoyed the show, help us continue by scrolling down and clicking support for this podcast.